your 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 podcast is doing well. The episode is out, uh, and and you you got you got messed me up. I'll tell you why you have messed me up. I realized that I I can't I can't just have anybody on the podcast anymore. Now I have to have somebody on that every time they open their mouth, they're actually sharing something that is useful. That sounded like a pretty good pretty good going. Thank you for yeah. the application. <laughs> What, what was, well, what the, the one that I've gotten the most has been the the because because but so writing prompt. Yeah, that structure okay. that that's the one that uh, yeah. is definitely landing. And um, uh, why do you think that is? I think anything that people haven't heard before, uh, they get excited about. I had never heard about it before, so I, I think it just well we have we have though we've heard about but because and so. We were taught those in grammar, like in in, in school. Like that's great. Yeah. Do you, but do you want to hear? Do you want to hear something funny? You like said on your stories once uh, that you were really into syntax, and I was like, syntax. I know syntax. <laughs> no, I never heard that before. <laughs> and I had I had to go Google the definition of syntax. You know, a bunch of people told me that exact same thing. I had to Google syntax. I wouldn't have really thought about it until I started coding. Code, code. There's like syntax is a big part of the, like lexicon. You just talk about the syntax, like whether or not you use braces and how you arrange the code stuff. So it was a big part of that world. And then when I first heard it used in the world of prose, I was like, damn, it makes it way cooler. Because now it's like I saw the connection between how code works mm-hmm. and words work. You know, like you're not using uh, you're not using br- curly braces to wrap a block of an idea. You're using a comma and a but to to like to invoke yeah. this new chain yeah. of logic. Yeah, you know I love all that because it's like tool, there's tools for like um, troubleshooting your work. You're not just right, typing stuff and hoping that it's right. You can know that it's right, whether or not people like it or whether or not they agree with it or whether or not they're persuaded by it is it all is a different matter altogether. But at least you know something's right and mm-hmm. feel good about that. I like you that. Know? Yeah, uh, that is very true. And and uh, you know something that you do in a in a very interesting way is that you give people structure, uh, and that's not, not something that we really got to talk about too much during the podcast. But when it comes to structure, how important is it to have structure? Like if you're learning music, if you're learning to code, if you're learning to write, um, yeah. How do you think about structure? Structure. I think it's, you can think about it like at a high level, like having like a structured program with multiple steps and, you know, phases and all sorts of stuff. And I think that's probably useful in some regard for some people and sometimes, but for a lot of the people that I talk to and the ones who I'm dealing with most, that sort of future thinking, like thinking too far out in the future about what might be true in 12 weeks or even 12 paragraphs might not be the most useful thing. So I think structure, like having good structural knowledge or knowledge of structures um on a smaller scale is really productive Mm -hmm. when you're stuck people just don't they need to start small they need to start with something that like they they think about a lot but they may not realize is actually interesting like a like a stem of a sentence and then using structural syntactical tools like but because and so to like expand a small idea and make it bigger rather than try to com- have this big container of a thing that they think might be right and then start, you know, yeah. trying to fill it with 
with Jar. Yeah, you're. Which is what most people do. They start with the niche. They start with their Instagram bio. Like they'll put what they are in their bio, and then they gotta fill it with trash to fill it. Instead of starting with small ideas and building the niche or the identity from small ideas, they they get a big garbage bag, put a label on it, and yeah. start stuffing it with dog shit. True. True. Uh, and, and this kind of goes back to your, your idea of, of making bold claims and then working from there. Uh, I, I'm kind of related. It, I, I've been thinking a lot since since we spoke and uh, I kind of related it to this framework that I, I used to use in, in my like movement practice teaching, which was this framework that is simple, complex, simple. You start with something simple, you make it complex. That's where you stress test, you do all these things and then you bring it back to simple. It's just that when you bring it back to simple again, you're at a much more advanced level. And yeah, uh, it's kind of like the hermeneutic circle, right? You take a body of text, a piece of text, a concept, you break it down, you analyze it, and then you synthesize it, you bring it back, put it together again, and all of a sudden, that sentence, that paragraph has completely new meaning. Uh, yeah. Genius, dude, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how much simpler all of this stuff is to me now. I knew all of these things, learned them from different people, but never in the way that I guess I did recently. And now it's just everything just looks simple. It's like the it's like the the the, the seeing of the code in the matrix type thing where you can I mean that's also corny and cheesy <laughs> and I hate myself for saying it. I take it back. But but that is like that's the best that's like the best metaphor I can come up with where, you know, you it just it feels like all, all of the stuff that I knew before, I want I don't use it. I'm sure I am, but I don't mm-hmm. think about it at all, at, at all. All any of the marketing stuff, all of the thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars I spent on stuff. It just like those concepts. I'm sure are what informed my new knowledge or whatever. So they're. I mean, this is a little moot, but I don't use the the terminology. I don't use the frameworks. Like it's all yeah, it's like abstracted away. Yeah. In some well, it's interesting. Um... Uh, let let me just kiss your ass for a second. I I, I messaged you last night and I said you're like yeah, kiss my kiss my ass. <laughs> um, but I messaged you last night. I said thank you for being on the podcast and for for pushing me. You you truly made me want to be better. And uh, I'll give you an example of what I meant by this. It's not only that now I feel like okay I need to have people on the podcast that can actually uh, give me like heavy hitters for every every question I ask them. But I also need to become better at asking questions. Regardless, um, I thought about you when I was going to write the description for the podcast. I was like, shit, he's actually going to read the description. So now now I have to write a description uh, that's actually meaningful. And um, when I wrote it, basically, the way that I write is like this. I I just put out whatever is on my mind. And then once it's out there, I try to reorganize the ideas in a way that makes it uh, have a, a, a flow that makes sense to me. And that then I polish it and I kind of make it sound or connect uh, in a way that is meaningful. Uh, I, I never do that. Never. But th- this time I was like, shit, Ryan's going to read this crap. Now I have to like really put it in. And, and when I finished writing that piece, uh, which was just a description, like it's just a caption. I just felt like a deep sense of satisfaction. I'm like, I don't care if Ryan hates this. I love it. Dude, that's a, that's awesome. The whole time you were talking, I was like, I can't wait to say something. 
Because like you, you, you were you were learning, man. You, you, when you had you had a you had a clear rhetorical situation. You you had a problem, an interesting problem to solve, and then you solved it. And learning feels good. Learning feels amazing when you learn. Most people think they're learning and they're not learning. They're frustrated most of the time, or they're they're confused or whatever. But when you do like did that simple thing, it's it's not just a caption. It's e it's easy to write longer stuff really like you can you could blabber much more simply than you can write something clear and concise and short but like having to make those decisions about what words to use how to structure them and and, and being stuck and frustrated with it that is mm -hmm. the, that is it man that's everything so when you can find like you were writing a description for a podcast but like you had you had an interesting problem in that you were you, I knew I was going to read it and that we just had this conversation and you felt challenged. Like all of this stuff was true. And that makes the writing, the act of writing much more fruitful mm -hmm. for, for you personally, you know, because it, it builds up new stuff, man. I am glad that you said, you yeah. After that. And, 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 you know, something that I want to also acknowledge is that it wasn't just that you were going to read it, but it was the fact that you were going to, how do I put, I don't even know how to put this. Uh, that I wanted you to see that I was being as truthful as I possibly could. And at the same time, uh, I wanted you to like it. So like, for example, I knew I wanted to say something that, that like stated, my claim is that you are the anti-coach, but you're, you're more coach than most people are out there who claim to be coaches. And I wanted to say it in a way where you, you like read and were like, oh shit, I've never heard myself referred to this way. But at the same time, it's like, ooh, it's like pulling out my heartstrings in a very uh, meaningful way. And I wanted to say it from a place of like pure authenticity because I, I believe that you, <laughs> you, I don't know how you do it. Uh, of course, some people call you a scumbag or whatever, uh, but, <laughs> but, but you... Did you you walked a really fine line between uh, being sensitive and offensive? Yeah, hey, well, thank you for all of that. I I, I love the yeah. I think you froze for a second. I'm just gonna keep going, but I think um yeah, I, I, dude, I, I I love that. That's the reaction that I create. I think if there were people that thought I was a scumbag, wouldn't be as effective for the people who it's effective for. And before when I would I would, when I would talk about this stuff, when I would teach it, I would almost make it about the intentional being of a scumbag or the intentional repelling of people to to be to be more attractive to those who are you know like gonna like your message ever and i think that's true and, and that's we talked about it in the podcast how it's like we can look at what has happened and say yeah when you said this you repelled a bunch of people but you also simultaneously attracted this small number of people and that's good to have that conversation after but like when you're in the act of making the thing, the, the, like the, the intentional re like repulsion stuff, just isn't useful. It's not a it's not a useful way to think. Not a, not because repulsing or being a bad or, or saying aggressive things is bad, but because it just wastes cognitive space on something that really isn't informed by anything mm -hmm. real. Yeah, you, you know, you know what yeah. So now, I hear that. You know. I hear that. Uh, check this out. Just so you know, uh, like how much I was spinning this and and working working through it. Uh, I spent probably fifteen minutes wrestling with what should go first: the word sensitive or offensive. 
if I'm going to say sensitive and offensive, what should go first? Is it offensive or sensitive? That was a productive yeah. use of 15 minutes. Like that will come back into you. That will be useful to you at some point. Having gone through that, you'll be able to make quicker decisions about other things in the future. You'll have better tools. What is like so so sensitive or offensive? I like I wouldn't like I like those because they're like the alliteration is there mm-hmm. as well. Those are both good words. I, I forget if I think I use sensitive first and then offensive. First, I was going with like what sounds better. Uh, then I was going with like what is more true. Is he more offensive or more sensitive? In my opinion. Then it's like, what, what, what is the tone of what I'm trying, like, what am I trying to share here? And what I'm trying to share is that I believe that you are more of a coach than most coaches out there. And as the anti-coach, you may present as offensive, but you're actually sensitive. Thus, at the core of the, the thing that I'm trying to share is sensitive. So sensitive needs to come first, and then it can be, you know, uh, enveloped in offensiveness. And offensive... And it, offensive is like kind of on the nose. It's like too obvious. Other people do it. Like the most offensive guy. Right. It's kind of like, yeah, whatever, motherfucker. You know, it's so there is something strange. There is some, something strange there. But that, yeah, that is, dude, is that kind of thinking that makes people good. Like spending time on stuff like that. A lot of people will look at something like that and call it perfectionism. Or, they're, or, they're, or they're, they'll think that they're wasting time. Or, oh, I can't make a decision. Or I'm a perfectionist. Like, no, not really. That you're actually learning. And and it, and if you just understand that you're learning, and if you if you try to remember, I don't know what the fuck you got to do to remember it when you're in that moment of frustration. If you could understand it, see it as learning and as necessary, it makes frustration mm-hmm. a little more tolerable, you know. And it makes mm-hmm. the satisfaction at the end better too. You can, you can back your claim, you can support it. You have you have the structure now to to support what you said. People just mm-hmm. are out here just saying shit. And it, it takes like a couple of questions that you can totally just mm-hmm. take their whole argument apart because they have no, they haven't thought about anything, you know, they just write it on their phone real quick, fucking sum it out. And with no, there's no schema. There's like nothing that like, actually, if someone asks a couple of questions, mm-hmm. like what's, uh, what's authentic? Gene? Right. Right. Have no what the, yeah. Which, which, okay. Yeah. So yeah. check this out. I mean, just the writing of the description itself. So uh, this is something I'm proud of. I, I, I was kind of thinking, okay, what is it that makes uh, uh, Ryan, you, uh, uh, a social media a disruptor or a social disruptor? And um, as, as I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's people's like construct of what moral integrity is. So those two have this like fragile mental construct of what is it what it means to be morally correct are the ones that can't see past you using foul language <laughs> like saying uh grabbing my cock through oh, wizard pants it's, it's like and i and i'm gonna say over and over again uh, because this language that i usually use but the fact that you used it by reading because you're reading off of a book it's kind of like it's not even your language but you're saying it thus <laughs> You are, you must be the problem. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, well, it, it, I'm proud of that. And the fact that I've arrived at that conclusion now has me thinking, okay, what does it mean to have moral integrity? And what is a fragile construct? Furthermore, like, how do we even construct moral integrity? Where the, where does that come from? Where does it go? Does it change over time? But you, 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 you push this on me. <laughs> but yes, yes. 
Three thoughts, and that's amazing, dude. That's exactly the kind of response I want to make in people is to have them question what the fuck they say mm-hmm. and what they think, you know? And it's hard, it's hard. Like, you can tell people to do it and, like, encourage them to take a look at their beliefs and learn about themselves and all this, like, shit. But that doesn't mean anything. You, there's, there's, it just, cause it doesn't, it doesn't, it wasn't working, you know? Like, it, it was, I, I don't like that I'm talking to people who've been following me for five years. I talk about for the first time. And it's like, just, they're, they're, like, I didn't even know what to post next. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what they think. Mm-hmm. And so like, what am I, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I doing? Talking about all this landing page bullshit, email marketing, it's all this stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. most always can't even write a sentence. They can't even write like a good sentence. They don't, they don't know what a claim is. They don't know how to make a claim. They, they have no, I, they can't even wrap their mind around what it is. And, and somebody, and they'll, they'll come back. I'll, I'll, when I start to teach them this stuff, it'll typically be something like, uh, yo, like I'll say, all right, we'll just sing what she said in that video in a sentence. And they'll come back and say something like yoga is more than a movement practice, which is like, all right, but try it without more, more is like, you got to lose the, like the subjectivity of it all. That's, that's not a risky claim. It's not interesting as there's no stakes. When, when you make a claim that there's a, when there's risk, people are invested in the stakes and the written and watching to see how you manage what you just said. But when you say something that there is no stakes, there's no reason to read. It's already done. It's like, all right. Yeah, I agree. I don't get, I don't need to read the rest of this, but it's, it's like the risky claim up top is what makes things interesting. All the good books, Seth Godin, this is marketing. Mm-hmm. That's a risky fucking claim. That's why the book is interesting. But if he said like marketing is, it could be good and bad or marketing is not evil. That's not really right. risky, you know, but, but it look, so there's, there's, and this can be done in shorts. This is marketing sort of pithy, but it's just all like yoga is, I mean, if she said what yoga is, not what it's more than mm-hmm. that would be a risky claim. Yoga is a, yoga is movement and breathing. Not, not that interesting, but it's more risky than yoga is more than a movement practice, you know, because there's like a, there's a boundary and now you have to support it. And so people like yoga is moving and breathing is not that interesting mm-hmm. to me, but it would be to somebody. And it's, you know, and you have to take them through the progression of like, of risk. We need to learn how to say risky things and, and, and know that it's not them just being offensive or being arrogant or being like representing themselves as something that they're not. It's not any of these things, all this weird, there's all this weird shit in people's head about saying, saying stuff. I, I think a lot of times it's like about, they, they, they see what they think is opinion. Everything that they have is an opinion. It's not a healthy way to look at the world. It makes you weak because everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So why should I defend mine? Why should I spend the time thinking about it and making it more robust and strong because everyone has one. They all, it's, they're all the same. They're all equal. They're all equal in value. That's just horseshit. Yeah. It's stupid. Like people can have opinions, but I don't have like what I say on social media. Mm-hmm. These are not right. Yeah. You're making, you're making a very strong point. And, um, you, you said something actually today, I think on your stories and answering some questions, the, uh, I say, they say, that's right. Sure. Yeah. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think yeah. that's interesting for rhetoric uh, and why rhetoric is so powerful. Yeah. 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 They say, I say, it just gives, it is a good way to 
provide sort of like a, a wrapper of context to the reader. So you're, you're basically saying what somebody else's claim about what you're talking about is, and then responding. So you're giving them you're, you're, well, first of all, you're demonstrating that you are invested in the conversation because you read something or you know something that somebody else said. So now you're presenting, you're not just saying what you think, you're presenting the other side, which makes for a more compelling argument, more interesting argument. And it also, as, a, as the writer, it gives you the, the, the rhetorical context you need to be able to write something. Because you don't, the worst is when people just write about a thing. They like write about yoga. This page is about coaching. This page is about making money online. That's the worst. People uh, uh, about writing about something is hard. So when you use they say I say, it creates some tension. Like they say is now you said it and you've written it and it's in the it's in the conversation that you're creating, whatever the piece of content. And so now when you're replying, you have something to respond to, you know. And it's like you have to 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 be an effective writer to to have fun, any fun writing or to feel like it's a useful exercise, you need to have some tension and, and you can, you can create it yourself by just giving yourself more than a writing. People use writing prompts. Those are shit. Like they're not, they're, they're just not, there's not enough offered unless they're like really good ones. I, I mean, I, I feel like they could be done well, but they need to provide that. There's gotta be like a purpose provided. So like, are you explaining? Are you describing? Are you persuading? Are you reflecting whatever so like you have to tell people what they're trying to do you have to tell people who the audience is is it your 12 year old brother is it experts in this industry is it skeptical people who don't know anything you know so all of this stuff needs to come with the writing prompt or the writing prompt is trash like it just it just there's no direction there's no control it's just writing it's like free writing and free writing is good for what it's good for but it's not good to get better and get smarter and immerse and make good content. Free writing is it, like some having some control. Like if you st as long as you start with a with a more like a more robust, um, informed rhetorical situation and understanding of who you're talking to, what you're trying to do, and what the idea is, then you can um, you can you can write you can free write because you have the boundaries. But if you just allow yourself to fucking free write and journal, and that's mm -hmm. the only thing you do, you never day. Yeah, you're you're making great points. You know something I said uh, in the CrossFit space many years ago. You know when I first came came in, I was talking about gymnastics applied to CrossFit, and one of the you know basic positions or movements that uh, I brought in that were already in CrossFit, but I I really promoted was this idea of having a hollow body, which is just like this basic shape. Anyways, the moment people were like, yeah, the ho the hollow body is the way to go, I came out and I said, the hollow body is dead. That's why I said <laughs> And everybody's like, what are you talking that. about? That's mad like, dude. <laughs> Everything I said. Right, and, and, and I was trying to make an argument for uh, the hollow body being like this place where you enter um, a, a state of greater athleticism, but ultimately you want to be an extension, which was the complete opposite of what everybody was talking about. Uh, but that tension that that created, I mean, it sold seminars. hundred percent. That's the, you made a claim, man. Yeah. You made a fucking claim. People will show up if you use some, like, that's a risky shit. That's some risky shit to say. And I went there, like walking a tightrope and they want us to, right. like, are you going to make it across? How are you going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he going to look good when he does it? You know, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't even need to look that good. Gymnastics, sure. Because obviously I, I think, especially in the type that you but um, for, with writing, 
it doesn't. It just needs to, you just got to get, I mean, the better it looks cool, but like if you, if you take someone on a journey, if you make a claim up top and you, and you come back to it, you don't like just go off on the fucking random tangents. People love that shit, man. You don't, a lot of people don't write because they feel like they're not a good writer, but they don't need to, I don't even know what that means. It's just like, right. such a, dude, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's such a, I can't even, I don't know how to have the conversation because it's like, you have no <laughs> idea what it, you're even saying, really. Something because writing is hard, it's frustrating to do, but it's supposed to be frustrating, you know. It's like when you don't go to the gym and then be like, Oh my god, I picked up a weight and it was like heavy, it hurt to lift it, you know, and then stop going. And then, yeah, shit. yeah, you're, you're totally right. It's kind of like, uh, it, and th- this is what's so interesting about fitness versus sports is that in sports, you start practicing the sport because it's fun and although it's challenging or whatever. You can continue to practice the sport and enjoy it and create just minimum tension to improve. But eventually you're going to have to do drills. Drills are boring. Eventually you're going to have to go to the gym and do some strength training. That sucks. That creates a lot of tension. But that's the stuff that supports you doing the cool thing. I think everybody wants to write well, but nobody wants to actually practice writing. I'm I'm the first one to to, to, uh, be faced with that because it, it hurts and it sucks because when you have to read, read what you just wrote and realize that you're a dumbass uh you're just like ah shit i'm just not as good as i thought i was first well dude you know but the man like the more you the more tools like what because and so that you're aware of and that you're able to like bring to bear without be you know without allowing your frustration to make you forget about them the easier you can get out of trouble with your writing and you can at least get something that's deep that's that that does what it's supposed to do on the page may not look how you want to look yet, but at least it gets the job done. Like the, the function was, the function is being executed, is being completed. Um, but yeah, it, it's a tricky thing, man, because we have so much stuff in our head it's, and it's hard right. to help these left be gone about what writing is and all that stuff. But um, yeah, that's why I, I, I really like these ideas. Like we open with, but because, and so these like these tools of syntax, because they're, they can be used anytime you get stuck. If you get stuck, a small sentence stem with but because and so will get you unstuck. It just it because it puts your mind back on some track. It's not just free to do anything. There's only a few things it can do, and those things are productive. They're they're they create new ideas and they build new knowledge just by they they like you can't really break the rule. Like you the way we're everything we know about language now. You can't really say but and then support what you just said. You can only do the other thing. And so like you're it's just you're being pushed down this thing and you just have to push through it. And I think even too, like there's there's a strange thing, like people don't like to write things they don't agree with. That is one of the best things you can do is to write things you do not agree with. Because that you that's you have options then. And you get when you get stuck, keep going, but just Go with what you don't agree with yet, and then maybe you maybe you find out you do agree, or maybe you come back and change it. But this resistance to going down the path that you disagree with will fuck you bad. It will fuck you in your whole life. It'll fuck your relationships. It'll fuck mm-hmm. everything that you ever do ever. And and probably like pe- people who are like divorced that have a hard time writing what they disagree with. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be divorced. If you had known how to write what you disagree with before, 
but I mean, I mean, but if the if it was like a communication right. issue or whatever, you know what I'm saying. But it's like it it's an, it's a it's a it affects everything. Like how well you tolerate ideas that you don't like and and things that are that go directly against what you believe. And you can practice that that stuff. You can mm-hmm. practice. You have to practice on your own. You can't expect that when you're at an argument and something comes up that you disagree with it, you're gonna all of a sudden be able to manage it. You won't. But all that shit you do it right, and but yeah, and you can't do it any other way. That's the thing too. The only way to do yeah. it, the only way to get better is to write. There is there is no other way. Therapy will not do it. Having conversations with with people will not make you. It'll make you better, but it won't make you yeah good. Will make you really good. Yeah, right. And, and therapy is an interesting one. You know, I, I've been to therapy. I've been to family therapy, couples therapy. I've been to individual therapy. Um, well, the couples therapy didn't really happen, but the 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 individual and the family therapy did happen extensively. Um, and something that I realize is that uh, it's very easy to just bullshit through therapy and and like be like, oh yeah, I'm really like getting to the thing, but but you you forward. You don't start to process until you say the most fucked up shit that is out in your mind that you know that it's not true to some degree, but it's there. Thus, it has to have some truth for sure. And in writing, one of the things that you can do is you can say that because it, it feels like it's not part of you. It's like it's like something that you've given birth to. 100%. Yeah. Um, so I think writing is really powerful. And and here's something interesting. My, my wife and I disagree on a lot of things. It's like we have a completely different uh view and perspective on the world but um i've realized that anywhere i get lazy and complacent and just kind of accept her view uh our our relationship gets worse but when i when i'm willing to kind of stand up and challenge and and go through the fight which is not a fight it's an argument which is really uh backing your ideas even though i arrive at a place where i may change my my point of view uh or, or not, uh, we always come closer together because now all of a sudden uh, we see each other for who we are and we can respect that. Totally. For sure. Yeah, you understand more about what that person thinks, you know? I think being just being able to articulate what the other person thinks, the other side thinks, changes everything in every relationship. It's such a simple thing, but very few people can do it. And some people think they can do it, by saying th- like just be able to say it i don't think is good enough saying words out loud and just al- allowing those to do the work is, is they're too fragile they're too easy to to let the wrong one go there's probably a more effective one that you would have seen that would have clarified something even mm-hmm. further had you written it down but it's like we we can we have this opportunity to to learn about ourselves to learn about our partners and learn about other people when we're able to see, not just kind of know what they think or, or think we know what they think, but actually like if it's on a piece of paper or it's on a screen, now it's like you can be looking at it and also be thinking. So you're, you're able to offload an idea onto into your like environment and still have that be a part of your like your mental sort of workspace and then, and then do some work on it. Like, but because and so it or, 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 reflect on it or try to write a persuasive paragraph or whatever but it's like it's 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 like it's like a mechanical way to look at look at mm-hmm. what you believe yeah and look at what other people believe and try to you know you don't have to simp you don't have to empathize with people you don't have to agree with them 
you know, when you, with your wife, with your, the, the person you're negotiating with, like you can have, you can completely disagree, but if you can say what they think, you're just in a, well, for one, you're, you're likely to get what you want, definitely, but you're in a better position to help and to be a better person and to just be to mm-hmm. better, yeah. just better, you know, for, for sure. And, um, um, the other thing I was going to say is that, um, writing what it does is it allows you to also uh, bypass a lot of the bullshit. So, for example, I'm a talker, so I can bullshit a lot. But once you write it down, it kind of becomes permanent in some way. So so, so, so you better have a complete idea of what you're sharing in written form because otherwise uh, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Totally. For sure. Yeah, I haven't, fe- I haven't felt as safe as I've felt recently ever because I feel like I, I will I, there's no one that I'm worried about seeing what I say like the smartest people that I respect the smartest people in the room and any little given topic or industry that I speak about even the ones that I'm not even qualified to be in I feel good about that I can have that I can support things that I say at least it, maybe they may not be right but I can at least have a conversation about them and I don't feel overwhelmed by Chal by being challenged or anything like that, and it is all from is there. There is no other. I mean, experience in age, I'm sure, is a factor in everything. But like in terms of practical things that I do, writing and publishing on social yeah. media are yeah. Is there anything you've changed your mind on lately? Uh, um, late. Well, a lot of things, How late? Yeah. Um, like the, like just one of them is like this notion of um that you have to have credibility. That you have to build credibility, like it, it, like yeah. Well, you need credibility, but you don't need a bunch of time to get it. You don't need like years of experience to be credible in someone's eyes. You can do it in a single social media post. You can do it in a paragraph and and be credible in someone's eyes if you are in, if you are demonstrating that you understand them, not that you're an expert. That's the difference. Like it takes a long time to become credible through expertise. It takes mm. no time to become mm. credible through understanding. Damn. If you can say what they think or what they can't yet say, but feel in, in a way that is better or the same as them, they will automatically unequivocally mm-hmm. assume that you have the answer. But if you try to, if you try to impress them with, um, you know, that, expertise and demonstrations how, how much you know mm-hmm. that's going to take a long time a long time because they're giving their guards up everyone's trying to do that they can't quite make the connection between what you're mm-hmm. demonstrating and their problems There's so many things that people just skip they just put, make a post with some cool thing some exercise or whatever the fuck no connection mm-hmm. to people at all zero a bunch of personal trainers watching each other do exercises and saying good idea yeah. or whatever it's all in right and and it's not that it's not that hard to to uh, realize that their their depth is like that much oh for sure they will come apart they have they have nothing else except the the exercises that's all they have their whole i mean you can you can look at it by just scrolling their fucking page and they're afraid to go at, to take either even the smallest step outside of it. It's, it's it's actually crazy how scared people are. I didn't I didn't realize until 
I mean, I, I knew for a long time, but really recently, as I'm getting trying to get more clear on what people's actually what they're actually saying and stuff, <laughs> it's shocking yeah. how afraid people are, and they're they're afraid on social media. They're afraid with that much distance between Trump, them, and danger, and they're uh, they're deathly scared of saying any uh like the the ways that people will couch a claim and protect themselves from any way that it can be taken the wrong way mm-hmm. well i i i i have i have done that and i knew exactly when i started doing that and it was after i posted a youtube video this was probably 12 years ago maybe uh i said you have to grab the rings like a man and then i got some confidence of course <laughs> you know which, which which i understand why i got the comment but it immediately made me scared, and I realized that uh, in my in the early stages of my career, ignorance and being completely naive to the the dangers of you know the social dangers that that existed out there were the thing that allowed me to actually find success. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the the people are very scared, and I I have been feeling uh, lately that I'm like, okay, I I think I'm kind of like ready to come out again and just be a little bit more, uh, bold or say the thing that I actually mean and not just kind of like, are you allowed to say foot around? Uh, I don't even know, but I, I I don't, you know, I don't want to, uh, tiptoe around these things. I just want to say them. Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree with all of that, but you know what I think would be an interesting thing to do to, to just like to give yourself an easy way to do something different and say is to do. Have you ever done any? AMA I have, yeah. Stories. Do you do you, do you answer quite like what about like an AMA about something that's totally? I've separate? seen you do this, and uh, I've never done it. I would do it. Um, yeah. What am I thinking right now? I I don't usually get the traction uh, that that I would like. Uh, maybe and maybe it's because I haven't done it before. I just need to get one question. In fact, I actually I actually shared with everybody here. I said I used to do all these AMAs before. And if I didn't get questions, I would write them myself and then just post them as if uh, I was being asked. Well, it's funny that people think like that. Stuff. Like, we're not a journaler. It's a feature and an app that answers questions. It's not about the material mm-hmm. questions coming from. It doesn't matter. You, I mean, where you sometimes, I mean, that's just like the reason that the same reason that like uh, uh, when you go in a cafe and they have the jars out for tips, they put a couple, they seed their tip jar with a couple of bucks in the morning. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's where the money goes. You know, so it's like you got to like start the ball, you know, and if they're busy and if people are asking mm-hmm. weird questions that they're not right, you know, to change the shape of it. And, and yeah, but I, I, I don't see Instagram the way that some people see it where it's like they got to Oh, I can't. They, I've told this to a few people last week and they're just like, they're, it's like their jaw drops. That that's even an option. Yeah. That, oh, my God. I can yeah. actually send in my own questions. Like it doesn't occur to them, but it's it's. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's exactly what you do. The cool thing about questions is they gives you all of this stuff that we're looking for, this rhetorical situation to speak back to. You know, a question, a good, like especially a really good question, gives you everything you need to, to be interesting, to have tension, to like flex your shit, to build new knowledge, to build new ideas. I I, I don't see these AMEs. I, like I'm I'm doing all this crazy shit, parenting. I have no kids, writing, addiction, all this stuff because I want to challenge of having to figure out how to answer it. Like I'm not worried if people know that I have the answer. I'm doing it to see if I know 
to see how much I know. Yeah, and I think that, you know that I mean? that's to your to your uh, idea of learning out loud, which has been very interesting to see. Which is is a cool evolution of the 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 random talking videos. Yeah, that, that's really that's cool. Yeah, exactly, it, it's the anti-random talking videos now, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I feel like we just recorded another podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, we should probably rip this uh, out. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure I save it. Um, any 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 comments, any remarks you'd like to make, uh, other than go listen to the podcast, everybody. Let's make it the most listened to episode of all time. I think we should, I, that's what I say. What he said. All right, dude. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, it, it's been fun, and I, I can't wait for more. And uh, yeah, let's keep it rolling, dude. If we if you get questions or anything about what we talked about or any anything that would be well, if anybody has any questions right now, if anybody has listened to the podcast podcast or they have any questions right now, uh, we'll give them like fifteen seconds to to ask something. See if see if it happens. Yeah, bring it up. Yeah, what a couple, what a couple of dickheads just didn't even look at anybody. Just talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the social media is not social. Let me see. Well, Sarah says thanks uh, for sharing uh, both of you. That's cool. Uh, Sarah's Sarah's great. Uh, she's a dancer, and uh, she she's able to navigate some complex ideas. Uh, Overkill Warrior agrees with some things that we said. Um, how is nobody now sending a question? If I saw two dudes struggling and looking for a question, no. I would send a dude. I, I I sometimes I'm online and I and I ask people to ask a question and they won't ask. In fact, in my private group, and I love my private group of, of people that I coach. Um, uh, one of the things that I'm always trying to do is I'm trying to like get us out of the clouds and make us very practical. And sometimes, in order to guide that or inform that, I, I need some questions. But people struggle. People struggle to ask questions. So uh, just we're not giving them much. Exactly, we're not giving them much rhetorical context either. Though. We could say something. We could say something like yeah. ask, ask us a question about. Right? Yeah, it, it, you should use stuff like, um, or I should use stuff like, um, working for Donald Trump in two thousand four was one of the most interesting times of my life. What you got? That was quite the show. <laughs> yeah, fast forward to 2016. It's like, what happened? It'd be fun to do a Trump, a Donald <laughs> Trump slide. <laughs> and to figure out what we could say, what we could say about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. See how we so you got one? I watch lives and wonder how that can be taught through writing. I'm not sure which part you are talking about taught through writing. But if you want to come back at us, bro, we can mm-hmm. maybe help you out. Otherwise, just... I mean, you can just yeah. submit something in my stories. Yeah, I think, you know, that's an, that's an interesting one, actually. Through writing, more questions than answers arise. Thus, you become good at asking questions. And when you become good at asking questions, you can arrive at better conclusions. And better conclusions lead to better results. So I think I think that is kind of at the crux of, of, of writing, too. Yeah. 100%, right? Yeah, it's not supposed to be clean. It's not supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be nice. It's supposed to hurt pretty bad. It's supposed to be like going to the gym. I mean, that is what it is. It should be bad. You should be challenging yourself. You should be failing sometimes. You should be like doing some that are really good, some that are really easy, some that are in the middle, some that are really hard, trying new exercises, combining them in different ways, supersetting them. Like all this, all this strength training shit, it's the same thing. But we, 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 we just have to, it's a strange it's it because it happens in your mind you can't see it can't really make the same you know parallels but they're mm-hmm. all the same writing should suck if it, if it like 
if it flows for you, if it feels easy for you, it's going to yeah. flow for the reader. It sucks. If it, it we have, we, you got to get out of that illusion. Like this feels good, but it mm-hmm. doesn't, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't read good. True. What did the last text message I wrote say? It said, Dude, you don't <laughs> <That's want it." laughs> and I said, I'll do it. That was the last one. That that makes sense. Um, you know what? Let, let, I I just want to share this last little bit. Uh, writing my book was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Probably the hardest thing, um, along alongside parenting, uh, and it was hard because what I thought I knew I really didn't. And my co-author, he was uh, he is uh, you know PhD in neuroscience, and he was just hammering me on structure and making sure that there was continuity continuity and he was like every paragraph needs to stand for itself i was like how the hell do you do that and he's like you can't just leave loose ends you have to tie it all together and it was really painful but the moment i finished writing uh uh and i i i I wrote the last sentence i felt this crazy weight that came off my shoulders and the weight was me being able to finally forget everything that I was trying to remember and you know what happened is that everything that I was trying to remember that I was carrying like trying to have in my working memory constantly the moment I had written it down and allowed myself to forget I actually remembered it all without any effort so I guess that's cognitive load theory and it's light light change. Change. Yeah, so if people want to learn about that, they should check out the, the podcast and learn about the article and uh, the research and, and learn about that. Yeah, uh, Ryan, uh, thank you for everything. I appreciate you. Keep kicking ass. Keep entertaining us as you, as you shape us up. And uh, yeah, let's keep this 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 conversation going. I'd love to, man. Thank you again for having me on the pleasure. Podcast. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Later.